morning. Let's pray together first, though. Lord, it is true that to speak of your glory, we could never say enough. To give you praise and to proclaim the wonders of your love for us, there's not enough time in all of eternity to say everything that could or should be said. But Lord, we give you thanks for your love displayed to us in your son, Jesus. We thank you that he was born into our world, born into the darkness in order to bring us light. And I just ask that as we reflect on the glory of Jesus this evening for a moment, that our hearts would truly be stirred to treasure Christ and to love you more. So bless our time together in his name. Amen. Well, I was thinking a lot this week about this idea of glory as I was preparing to preach this evening. And we've been looking at Jesus over the last month as we have gone through our Advent series leading up to Christmas. We have talked about Christ the man. We've talked about Christ our God. We've talked about Christ our Savior. This morning we thought about Christ our King. And I wanted to end this little series leading up to Christmas in our Christmas Eve service talking about Christ the glorious, just reflecting on the glory of Jesus. Jesus, this child born to Mary in Bethlehem, is full of glory. So I found myself thinking this week, what other things have I seen or experienced that are glorious? And many things came to mind. I remember probably like some of you kids in this room being maybe six or seven years old, anticipating Christmas, having a hard time sleeping on Christmas Eve like many of you will have a hard time doing tonight, and then waking up on Christmas morning long before my parents woke up while it was still dark and wandering out of my bedroom into the living room to see the Christmas tree there all aglow with the lights, and underneath that tree tucked a whole mess of presents. And to a six-year-old, that's glorious. That is a glorious sight. But the glory of those presents was really nothing compared to experiences that would come later in life, like the moment that I purchased that brilliantly shiny diamond ring that I would use to ask my wife to marry me. Thinking about not only the glory of the ring as it shone in my hand when I looked at it, but thinking about the glory of building a life together, sharing the experience of knitting our hearts together over many years and decades. That was glorious. And I remember the glory of the moment on our wedding day when my wife first appeared at the end of the aisle and seeing her walk down the aisle outside in the beautiful garden of the Morton Arboretum to the setting of the sun behind her in the West. And we have a picture of it, so you can verify my story. I'm not making this up, but I don't need the picture because the moment is burned into my memory forever. Her white wedding gown literally glowing in a blaze with the golden light of the sun behind her as it shone through her dress in the rays of the setting sun as she walked towards me. Glorious, absolutely glorious. And I remember the first look into the faces of each of my children when they were born. 
And I'm not going to lie, the face of a newborn baby is weird looking and strangely colored and very abnormal. You know what I'm talking about. But even with that strange appearance, the first look into the face of your newborn child, that is glorious. And to be blessed to hold in my arms that newborn child, to look into their face, to see not merely a face, not merely flesh, but an eternal soul, a life given to me to shepherd, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. What a glorious privilege to be a daddy and to hold your child for the very first time. So what have you seen? What have you experienced in your life that is glorious? Because the world is full of glory. The world all over the place reflects and refracts the beauty of the God who shaped it and made it and infused it with the glory that is his. His glory is hinted at there in the heavens, in the stars and the planets as they make their way through the evening sky. God's glory is here on earth in things like the casual soaring of a bird on the breeze the methodic crashing of waves on the ocean shores, the patter of the raindrops that we got to hear a little bit finally this week, the towering majesty of trees and the powerful winds of a storm, they all whisper the glory of God. And the glory of God becomes tangible to us in the human creatures that he has made in his image. You and I are a reflection of his glory the infectious laugh of a small child, the beautiful sound of the voices of children singing together, the kindness that the eyes show in a meaningful smile, even from a stranger, or the comfort of a hug in a season of sadness. These all hint at the glory of God. The hints of his glory are all around us every day, all the time. But there is a glory that is still greater than all of these. And that is the glory that we see in Jesus Christ. John records for us in his gospel in scripture, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And sorry, and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Never in all of creation has there been a display of God's glory greater than Jesus Christ. In this child, in this stable, in Bethlehem, in the manger, we behold the glory of God. But what exactly is glory? If I asked you to define the glory of God, how would you define it? It's not as easy as you might suppose, but I think the Bible gives us two ideas, so let me touch on them real quick. First, the glory of God, in a sense, is an actual physical thing, or maybe we could call it a spiritual thing, but it's real, it's tangible. In Luke 2, when the angel appears to the shepherds out in the fields, 
to herald the coming of Christ, the Bible tells us that the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. This is just one of several places where the Bible indicates that part of God's glory is this brilliant radiance, a blazing illumination, quite literally a light that emanates from the presence of God displaying his beautiful splendor. As John hints to us, it is the very life of God, the light of life that comes emanating from his eternal goodness and virtue. So Jesus is the light of the world, the glorious light of God come into the darkness of man. And in him, then we perceive the shining love of God given to you and me in Christ. But God's glory is more than just the tangible radiance that surrounds him. It is also the perfect ideal realized in his absolute excellence. Glory then, in this sense, is it's a concept, it's an idea. It is God's majesty, his supreme excellence, his complete perfection, his wonderful transcendence, his nature above all other things. He is God, high above, peerless in his nature, flawless in his goodness, limitless in his love and justice. God's glory is the summation then of all of his perfection. Not merely an idea or a concept then, but a reality found in God in true substance and form. The glory of God is his fame, his renown, his distinction. And this too then is the glory that has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ. All the excellence of God present there in the child Jesus in the arms of his mother Mary. And one day, if your faith is true and you trust this Savior Jesus, then you will see the glory of Christ face to face. And whatever wonderful things that you may have perceived in this world, the stars and the rambunctious wonderful children and the landscapes and the beauty and the brilliance and the virtue, all of that will pale in comparison to the love that you perceive in the face of Jesus. Whatever glorious things you may have beheld in this life, Christ is infinitely more. And so my prayer for you, my prayer for each of us, my prayer for our church tonight is as we celebrate the birth of Christ, that we would simply treasure the word of God made flesh. That we would treasure the light and life of Jesus that we would think on his glory, the glory of God born among undeserving people in the person of the Christ child Jesus and we would treasure it and we would marvel at it and we would appreciate the beauty of it. We would be moved to adoration and worship and praise. The God of glory has come to us and he is Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, what a gracious gift that you would give to us. Not merely salvation through Jesus Christ, although that alone is worthy of praising you for, but that we, these broken, humble creatures, 
would be able to gaze upon the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ. We thank you for sending your son into the world to redeem us. And God, we look forward to the day when we will stand before you, risen from the dead, and we will once again gaze upon the glorious face of our Savior. And Lord, as we go into celebrating Christmas, I pray that we would treasure these things, that your glory would be a treasure to our hearts and we would love you in response to all that you have given us and all that you have done. In Christ's name, amen.